Yeah, I, I think with church planting, I know that we have 12 characteristics of a church planter, you know, and values. I really think there's three. I, I think I can boil it down to three. It would help you think about specifically the first 100 to 150 people that you would gather in a church. It's really three attributes. And I ask potential church planters three questions, really for them to grow in those things prior to church planting. Because the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. So the first thing is, tell me about five to ten people that you've personally led into relationship with Jesus. People that didn't know Jesus and now do know Jesus. Now that doesn't count like on Sunday where you up front and prayed with them as they came forward in a service. That doesn't count. Like people you've met that are neighbors, coworkers, friends, friends of friends that you've watched come into relationship with Jesus. Now, if you don't, by the way, when I ask that question, most people just start getting sick. So, so then the next question is, at least tell me about five to 10 people that you love right now. You just love them. You spend time with them. You care about that don't know Jesus. And how's that going? What's it like to be with them? What's it like for you to share your faith with them and to talk about the life that you have in Jesus with them? And if they can't answer that question, in my mind, you've got to figure out how to do that. It's like really sort of a skill set, a gifting, a way of life prior to planting a church, or you will just gather disgruntled church people, period. Because when you go to a new city or a new place or a new area, you take a few of your friends, what, you, how, what are you going to do? There's nothing else to do but to talk to people about life with Jesus, or you're just going to go and gather believers that don't like the church they're going to, which then why are we planting churches to begin with? So that's something you just have to have as a way of life. Even if you're not super successful, you're just trying. You're in it. That's part of how you think about your life, and that enables you to think about church planting a certain way. And then the second question would be, as you've done that, can you talk about how you've gathered those people together in some kind of a small group? Tell me about the small groups you've formed with people that are coming to know Jesus and then growing in their life with Jesus. So tell me about small group life. What are the small groups you've led? Now, again, this is a little bit tricky if you're in a church because maybe you've just gathered small groups with people in the lobby from Sunday. <laughs> That's a lot easier than gathering small groups from out and about in the world around where people you work with or neighbors or friends of friends. You know, so when you gather a small group in a lobby, it's pretty easy. I mean, if you aren't, if you don't smell bad and you're fairly nice, you can generally gather a small group within a church just by, you know, just smiling. People will attend your small group. They might not stay, but they'll, they'll attend. So you can, you can have small groups pretty easily. It's another thing to gather out and about. So in other words, in, when you gather small groups in churches, that's like fishing, I think, like in an aquarium. Yeah, the fish are right there. You just have to keep dropping the hook. You might hook one in the side and pull one out if you're, you know, eventually. But it's the difference between fishing in an aquarium and fishing in the ocean. And you want planters to learn how to fish in the ocean before they go plant. So even if you're on staff at a church, you are leading in a church, the challenge is going out and about and trying to learn how to gather before you go plant. So you can see what that feels like. Um, so I, I tell planters all the time, why don't you go out 
and tell your, tell your senior pastor, hey, I'd like to go and gather, you know, 50 to 100 people outside of the church and draw them into the church through building small groups and leading people to Jesus. What do you think? Now, if the senior pastor looks at you and says, no, I don't know that we're interested in that, you should go to another church. (laughs) Because I don't know how any senior pastor wouldn't want you to go lead people to Jesus and build small groups of them and bring them into that existing church. That would be a great gift to give your sending church. The third thing then would be, can you develop leadership from within those small groups? So tell me about the people you've seen come to know Jesus, the small groups you've formed, and then the leaders that you've de- developed within those small groups. And can you give me their like names and their phone numbers? Are they still leading right now? So I could call them and say, tell me about your small group that you're leading now. So in other words, do you have a wake of small groups left behind you? Are there lots of them? Are there three, four, five, seven small groups that you've led that are still in existence that you've helped raise up leadership and multiply? Now you see how if you can do those three things, you have a church of 100, 150 people. You do those three things. I mean, it might take a few years. It might take even five, ten years. But you can slowly build a church from the bottom up as you do that. And so if you can, then I think you're probably ready to, to plant a church. And there's a bunch of things I didn't list there, right? Like preaching. <laughs> I, I talk to planters all the time. They're like, oh, I've got my preaching all laid out. Well, who are you going to preach to? How's anybody going to come? <laughs> you know, like, where are they going to come from? Uh, you know, oh, and we've got, we've got this incredible, like, really cool facility. So what? Who's coming? Because, by the way, your church is not good when you start. No matter how good you are, it's bad. There are other churches probably near you that are a hundred times better than you. So you aren't going to be gathering people because you're great. You might gather people because you're great on the ground, one-on-one, building small groups, and that's the way that you build a church in those first stages. So it's better to learn that before you go.